Coop. What's up? You're not you're not Pilo. <laughs> pinch no. hitting pinch hitting for Pilo uh today and and man, I tell you what, we're at the bar early, dude. Um I gotta get out of town at like noon to go on a vacation. Um you're doing this in the middle of a work day, so uh, you know, good thing that we're here. It, I, I tell you what, we we couldn't be in a better place to do it at the Fourth Street Bar. Yeah, Fourth Street Bar. Hey, a lot of memories here, but I can tell you one thing: I've never been here this time of day on a Monday morning. That's right, for sure. Right? So. Yeah, yeah. It's not that like it's not that we haven't been to bars early in the morning, but that's usually like you know one thirty and you know stumble our way home type of deal. But this is <laughs> this is a different kind of early. This is like grown up adult early, ten twenty five in the morning as it is right now. So. It's a little bit different, man. We're gonna make it through. Uh, it's an earlier episode to record. It's um, it's 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 gonna be fun. Keep so, your coffee close. Yeah, keep the coffee clay. That might be the title of the, uh, of the episode. Anyway, let's get to the show, man. Welcome to To the Top Talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To The Top Talk, brought to you by our good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. We're recording this on March the 13th from beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Here, as always, with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, Coop Aloop, Jeremy Cooper. What up? What's going on, man? Glad to be here. Today's episode is brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill, always the place to be pre- and post-game for every USM sporting event. They have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday, homestyle plate lunches. And don't forget to tag us on social when you go by there. A pick, a tag, and a 4th Street check-in gets you a shout-out. Let them know that you are here drinking and eating because of us. And let us know that you came here just because we'd like to know. So, um, yeah, and this is our favorite place to go. If you haven't been here in a while, whenever you walk through the doors, you're just kind of like inundated with Southern Miss memorabilia. There's a, I, I don't know my favorite part to look at whenever I come in here, but um, we're sitting here right next to the Marchant Kenny jersey. <laughs> so Absolutely. He, he's kind of our guy. So, so that they, they, they stuck us right here. 43. And, yeah. And great to be sitting here next to number 43. So I'll tell you what, uh, I know they're busy, busy, busy on Monday mornings. We're going to get slayed over here to the owner of 4th Street Bar, and we're going to talk a little bit about the bar for just a second, then we'll get into the episode. So without further ado, our special guest, Slade White. Slade White, what's happening, brother? Hey, man, what's going on today? Man, we are not nearly as busy as you are. Thanks for taking the time <laughs> with us. But I appreciate uh, y'all coming by. Yeah. Well, thanks for opening up the doors like before the doors are actually even open. So, That's right. Is, is it illegal? Are we breaking rules? No. Hey, okay. we can start shooting Jägermeister if you want Ooh, to. Ooh, wow. You know, I've been... <laughs> Been sucking down this coffee over here. It feels a little weird being at the Fourth Street Bar and not having a beer or a Bloody Mary. Right. We might have to change that in a minute. So we were kind of telling the listeners about that hadn't been here in a while, but the memorabilia on the walls and stuff like that. You guys did crazy. How long have you had the bar now? Is it like four years? This will be five years. This will be the fifth. Yeah, we just finished up our fifth year. So talk about um, what about, you made a ton of changes. You made, updated this place like from floor to ceiling, but just uh, hit all the high points real quick. Like, what, 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 what's different from maybe if somebody hadn't been in like a decade? Well, uh, a lot of the stuff that you may see may have came from uh, Mike and Gail Walker, which is the previous owners, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of it is new, and uh, some of it is just because people like Marchant and uh, uh, even. 
uh, Fletcher and some of these people come mm-hmm. in and they see other people on the wall and like, what can I do to get up there? Yeah. So it's like, man, we just want a jersey, <laughs> you know? And yeah, really. We'll uh, we'll gladly represent you. And then like behind me, you, you'll see the the Brett Favre and the Ray guys, mm-hmm. and that's kind of our Hall of Fame wall. Which hopefully we get to expand that sooner or later, you know, with some more Hall of Famers. But right. um, more than anything, you know, we just it kind of took shape on its own. It's just one of those things. If you build it, they will come. So uh, we just kind of go with the flow and if somebody comes in with something we'll rearrange stuff i mean we can always take down another beer sign or something like that yeah. uh, to add more memorabilia in here so. right right and you know we always sit on the lunch specials when we're introing uh you guys at the beginning but i know that you have the, like the bloody mary bar has been set up I, I think that's only a sunday thing is that an every weekend deal is that just a sunday thing we tend to do it more during baseball and football season when mm-hmm. there's early games yeah so get try to get people in here to pregame before we go to the Pete or over to the stadium you know yeah. and uh just to try to create a buzz you know we, we'd like to see other southern miss advocates to come in here and hang out with us and do so uh anything that we can do we're going to do some brunches coming up for some early games so we'll maybe even open up at 10 o'clock on a saturday Ooh. and offer brunch and come by here and get a biscuit and gravy in your belly before you go over to the roost. Yeah. So uh, just uh, the main thing is just to kind of watch us on Facebook and Instagram and things like that to keep up with what we're doing. But talking about the plate lunches, that's that's one of our hidden things of people that don't know about us. Um, we have plate lunches Monday through Friday, 11 to 2, or until, you know, it runs out. But um, it's only nine ninety five and includes a drink. But uh, – the beauty of it is a home cooked style, home style cooked meal. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one of the things that the people that know about it come. The people that don't know about it are surprised when they hear about it. Yeah, I always set up that catfish on the Fridays, man. Um, and and the drink being included, I mean, you just kind of throw that in there. But that's not a throwaway line. That's a lot of times when you go, you'll get the eight ninety nine meal and you get your bill and you're like fifteen bucks. What the hell? That's you right. Know, well, that's included in a nine ninety five. So that's. That's incredible. Some, some places the drink costs as much as your thing, you know, as much as your meal. Like if you go right. through and get a sausage biscuit, the sausage biscuit at yeah. one of these restaurants is going to be a dollar <laughs> ten, and the drink's going to be two fifty. You know, <laughs> right. so that is one of the things that we do, and we do have uh, sweet tea, unsweet tea, and all that type of along with all your. But hey, we we don't shy away from selling you a beer during lunch either. Now, now what? Uh, you guys used to do trivia once a week. Is the trivia still going? We I know still ran that for the longest time. Actually, we, we have one coming up this this Wednesday. Okay, uh, now that we know that the correct NIT times are <laughs> that we were playing tomorrow, because we were going to cancel our Tuesday as of when it sure. was announced last night on the Facebook page. But yeah. anyway, that's all correct now. So we're going to have one this Wednesday, and we tend to do it about every two weeks. And okay. that's one of those things that kind of depends on what's going on because we're definitely not going to try to compete with any southern miss sports or any major activities going around like if uh yeah that's the other thing that we do if 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 a sporting event is on tv for usm we're going to find a way to get it i bought multiple packages last year before well before espn plus came along i'd go buy the whatever package from that school just to have it that weekend so we we continue to strive for having you know we bleed black and gold around here as well so uh, any exciting things on the menu? Uh, today we're actually having some spaghetti as far as the real menu. So that's mm-hmm. a, that's the other beauty. On, on Mondays we do a chef's choice. But coming up, uh, we, we've got, of course, baseball back in town for a couple of weeks. Uh, me personally, I'm going to leave it with them for about a week. I'm going to Mexico Ooh. this Saturday. I'll uh, eat the worm. Yeah, maybe I may <laughs> eat a few of them. So 
but uh but no man uh my staff is very well trained and can do whatever they ask they don't have to have me around i just pay the bills and clean the parking lot so uh, what, what about drinks? What about are there drink specials nights? Is there is there a signature drink here at the Four Street Bar? We we tend to do things seasonal along with that too. We have uh, we did a Mardi Gras drink, of course, during this past this past month. We do have service industry night. That's uh, you know, which is a big part of our people around here. Yeah, we do. Um, that's on Tuesday night. It starts at ten o'clock for us, those those late night people that come in after they get off work. We do. Uh, we have our happy hour every day from three to six. So uh, outside of that, we just kind of throw out our own drink specials when we want to. We don't have to have an event to do it. So once again, keep up with us on our social media to keep up with all these type of things as well. All right. Who's the best bartender here? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I will get myself in trouble. So. Well, she had walked around the corner, so yeah. I was just going to throw it in there. Anyway. Yeah. No. They they all play a special part in it and. You know, Booty does a good job with the trivia and then the weekend mm-hmm. day that day stuff. And then, you know, all, all my night, all my girls at night and day, they do a great job serving. Everybody plays a big part of, of my team that I got here. Yeah, I think Booty just came with the building when you bought it from from. He PGL was. I, it was not even an option. I, <laughs> I, 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 I tried to delete that out of the contract, but, but no, we're happy to have him. And I do want to say this. I do want to give props to our other location out there in West Hattiesburg. A lot sure. of people don't cross 59 one way or the other, but. We do have Sideline Sports Cafe too. Yeah, great spot. It's, it's a uh, it's a different type of spot. It's uh, still sports oriented. Uh, we do have live music out there. Mm-hmm. We do see coaches in the off season at both places. Uh, so you may come here and run into Coach Ladner, Coach Hall. You know, just they just they're hangout guys. You know, yeah. I kind of I kind of. Coach Munkin back in the day. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Coach Ladner's crew. They like to hang with each. I mean, uh. Coach Hall's crew, they remind me of Munkin's crew. They mm-hmm. like to hang out with each other. They they like to sit around and talk football or not talk football. You can you can tell that there's something there when they hang out. Sure. They don't just do it as a job. And we like we learned that real quick with Coach Hall's crew. And then of course Coach Ladner's crew, you know, we get to see Garland, you know, he comes and eats and has a drink. Uh, him and Coach Cardonia came in the other day just to eat the redfish. Uh they probably so, motivated the bartenders while they're here and like do their job. That's better. right. Yeah, come on, come on, get into it. So, uh, but no, it's uh, it's we like to see people like that come in. Marshant comes in, especially during football season. Um, I told him the other day he he did a and I see y'all y'all support his podcast yeah. as well. But he did that one with TJ the other day. I was that's like, great. man, I was like, I need a TJ. You know, you pump me up. I got to get Ooh. a TJ jersey up in here. So got to. But anyway, man, we support you guys. We support. Anybody that supports us back and more, you know, a lot yeah. of a lot of times we, we're all in it together. Even the other bars and uh, restaurants around here, they know to call me if they need something, need to borrow something. But I don't look at it as a competition. We we do what we do, and they do what they do. Yeah, well, that's how it is in Hattiesburg, man. It ain't we. It ain't me as we. Yeah, right? we so, all we're all in it together. Yeah. And provided that university does good, we all do good. That's the reason you have a show. That's the reason we have a bar. You know, other people don't understand that that's not in a college town but we thrive off of that thing that's out our front door no doubt so. well hey man thanks for taking some time get back to work and set a miss to the top baby all right coop uh so slave white if you need him huh wow just came out of the office like been busy in there writing checks and and you know keeping the lights on around this joint and and doing all that is that he does and decided to come out and just sat down and just freaking owned it he is <laughs> the man he's, he's such a good guy i like his comment you know Paying the bills and keeping the parking lot clean. No doubt. Uh, 
and supporting the university. Oh, and absolutely. That's, that's what it's all about. So We need um, more Slades ooh, uh, in the business world. We do need more Slades. That would be great. Um, so what happened since the last time we recorded? Well, we played some baseball games. We found out that well, we found out the men are going to the NIT. Um, softball is back in action, and, and a lot of stuff around campus. I do want to remind everybody that we have launched the uh, To the Top Talk merchandise site. Uh, there's a bunch of new shirts out. You can go to bonfire.com/store/to-the-top-talk and order some shirts. It's a tick more expensive than the last place, but the quality is way better. And if you order five things, you get free shipping. So, you know that's always a good thing. Uh, Pilo does a fantastic job with, uh, with, with with all those designs. I have zero to do with it. Um, so I would say if you don't like the designs that you can blame me. But the chances of you not liking the designs are, are pretty slim because Pilo does such a good job with it. Yeah. Give him all the props. Yeah. Speaking of Pilo, we know he's not here. Um, poor guy. Case of the hemorrhoids. I hate it, man. Yeah. I mean, just I, I don't, I don't, you know, when, once you start getting older, uh, it's one of those things. I, I haven't had that happen to me yet, even though I'm a little bit older than, than Pilo is. But, yeah, poor guy. Um, just had a flare up. Yeah. And, and you know. Sitting on a donut at home. Sitting on the donut. That might have been how he got the hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kidding. We're just kidding. Pilo's gone on a cruise. You know, the rest High of life. us the rest of us poor people are all working. Uh, yeah, he's in the he's in the uh ocean somewhere now. Yeah. Hey, maybe that's why he went on the cruise because of the hemorrhoids. Hey, there you go. That could be it. Anything to make that life easier. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Pilo. Hey, uh, Godspeed, buddy. You know, hope I hope, hope it clears right up. You get on back. <laughs> okay, uh, let's let's talk about all right, preparation all right. H. By the way, yeah, yeah. Let's um, tell you what we're going to start off with some basketball. So you know, at the end of last football season, uh, we finally got to go to a bowl game again, and we faced a former CUSA opponent, Rice. Yeah, absolutely. And you know we, we had our had our way with Rice, and that that was good. It's kind of weird to to be put in that situation where you, you 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 get this like we tried our best to get out of the league for so long, and we finally get out, and we're kind of rewarded with an extra game against somebody from that league. <laughs> so yeah, that, that that wasn't the best, but the game was really fun. Um, and here we are in basketball season; it's kind of the same things happening. Same thing. Uh, so so we're selected to go to the NIT, and we get UAB. So we're going to UAB. We found out that's going to be tomorrow night. We're recording on Monday. So it's going to be t- tomorrow night uh, in Birmingham versus UAB. And UAB is good, man. Have you, have you looked up anything? Have you followed UAB at all this year? You know, I wish I, I would love to sit here and say that I have. Uh, but, man, it's been a busy year all the way around. So, I, I'm you know, following Southern Miss basketball and, Everything to do with that. I have not kept up with UAB, but I have looked at their um, at their record and, mm-hmm. and their stats yep. of the season. And and yeah, you're right. They are they are a good team. Yeah, twenty five and nine, and honestly, probably should be in the NCAA tournament. One of those teams that was on the bubble ended up being uh, not selected for it. Uh, so the twenty five and nine record that should speak for itself. It's kind of like what we are, right? Yep. So they've got just about as as many wins and probably a even though. The Sun Belt only got one team. I think we're better league than that. But when push comes to shove, Conference USA might, you know, have a have an edge on us right there. But anyway, anyway, you look at it, it's very comparable leagues. No matter if one league's ahead of the other or not, 
And to have 25 wins, man, that's just a ton. If you get, you know, if that can't get you on a tournament, you know, what are we doing? Right. Um, Speaking to the choir, man. So, but, but UAD, UAB is pretty good. Uh, They're ranked nationally, ranked ninth nationally in scoring offense at 82.2 points per game, which is a ton. That's killing it, man. I mean, 82 a game. For the longest time this year, our stats and info guy, but it kept saying, I want to say the number was 73 points. Like, if we gave up less than 73 points, we always won. If we give up more than 73 points, we always lost. And here they are averaging 82.2, which is more than 73 points. So, it is. You know, it is. You have to so. Take that into consideration. Um, they also have the nation's third leading scorer in Jordan. Look at this name. So it's Jelly. Jordan Jelly Walker. Jelly Roll. Jelly. It's a great name. <laughs> like if, you're, if you're a good like shooter. It. Yep. That's a fantastic. You know what? Mine be, that's a good. Bring it back to the donuts. Great, 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 no, great name for a donut. Um, he's averaging twenty three point three points per game. He's the real deal. Overall, uh, UAB has kind of had our number through, throughout history. UAB is thirty six and nineteen overall versus Southern Miss. They've won the last four meetings, and as a CUSA opponent, uh, they were thirty one and seventeen against us. So that's not great. So they score a lot of points, which is not great. They have beat us four times in a row, which is not great. They got a dude who's incredible. His name's Jelly. So that's, that's a check mark for UAB as well. Um, and on top of all that, I'm pretty sure Nefty's still out. So, Yeah, you know that was the question I was going to pose because uh, I, I haven't heard the final say on that yet. And I, and I don't know if anybody has until tomorrow if we'll actually know, but if he's going to be able to play or not, because that was a, a game changer in the tournament, you know, him not playing. Yeah, I mean, offensively, you know, he, he's got these crazy assists where you know, we've, we've referred to him as like a Ferrari before, right? right. Well, you know about this. you got like 15 cars in your bar, in your driveway. So one of those cars is a Porsche, right? That's right. an Black and gold, by the way. Yeah, black and gold. And, and so another one of the cars is like a nice pickup truck that gets you everywhere you need to go. Absolutely. That's, that's Mo Arnold. Nothing, he's great. You know, you got to have both of them. It's kind of still nice to have the Porsche when you're going up against somebody <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like like this, right? It helps. So, so, but but offensively as well as defense, but maybe more defensively. He gets more um, highlight reels from the offensive stuff that he does. But defensively, he's just a gnat. Um, he's quick. Quickest hands I've seen um, between him and Crowley, you almost expect you know seven or eight steals mm-hmm. per game between the two. So not having him, if he ends up not playing, that's that's not going to be great. But dude, we've talked about it before. Is it isn't it just nice that we're still able to talk about basketball? It's the middle of March. Yeah, you know, I had that conversation this weekend at, at the baseball game about having you know multiple sports competing now. I mean, it's such a good feeling to have football back on pace and have baseball of course has been mm-hmm. there but and now to have basketball you know up there again i feel like it's in the right direction now i mean it's uh, it's been a it's a it's a good time to be a, a golden eagle fan yeah it is and so, and, and you know it's even it's it's, it's, a, it's a good time to be a sunbelt fan too absolutely uh, oh this, yeah this, this is the only time i've really golly i guess i'm a I'm, i might go buy one of those sunbelt hats uh i've seen some people wearing out in the roost because this is the only time in my life where I've kind of been rooting for a conference. So, yeah, you know, we're, we're the, making a good splash coming in our first year. I mean, look at you know, look at where we are so far. I can't wait to see how the baseball tournament turns out. And even though we didn't do well in the basketball tournament, which is in Pensacola, from all from all that I've heard, uh, the accounts of people that actually went to it said it was absolutely first class event. 
you know, everything was great until we tipped it off. <laughs> so <laughs> we, had um, a good, we had a good crowd. That's for sure. Yeah, right there on the beach. I mean, you can get out. You can get out there a little bit. You know, yeah. it was warmer this year, and I realize it's probably not going to be that warm every time. But and coming up, the, the baseball tournaments over in Montgomery. Uh, I've stayed in Montgomery to go play those golf courses right around the uh, the corner there. The Robert Trent Jones, the Judge, the whatever those three courses are. We played all right. those, um, and that was really fun. It's a cool little downtown area. The park's right there. The night we were there, Savannah Bananas game was going on. Uh, we were like, that's we, a fun we, show. We, we could see it, you know, from from the VRBO where we're staying at. So I can't wait to the tournament. Man. That's going to be neat too. It's going to beat the hell out of a curtain in Dallas. People can say what they want to, but that, that curtain separating the two Division One teams playing at the exact same time is just an absolute <laughs> joke. Yeah, so what a joke. Um, anyway, look, okay, baseball. We get all the baseball games. You 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 taking the truck in these days, um, which I didn't know if I was going to like that at the beginning. Because uh, I've been taking the G- the GPM with the platform, but I'm starting to love it <laughs> because I don't have to get there an hour early. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's one of those unexpected things for all of us. I think. I mean, I you know, we took it in that first weekend just because it was cold, right? Yeah. And and we could bring in the fire pit and 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 the other things that we needed. But we just sort of after that first weekend, and we everybody's just like, wow. I mean, this is it's just so much more flexibility and and space to move around. And mm-hmm. like you keep saying, you know, we just sort of outgrew our our, they outgrew, the, the roost has almost outgrown itself. Yeah, right, right. It's a party every game, even yesterday. Man, look, look uh, and the announced crowd yesterday was like over 5,000. I get it. There was like 500 people there. Right, but, right. But it, was, it rained the entire time. Um, but 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 still, like the, the crowd, even that crowd, that might be a bigger crowd than Valparaiso plays in front of at home this entire season. Absolutely. We talked about that yesterday. So, we, we, but talking about baseball, we haven't done an episode um, that included this game. And as much as I don't want to include this game, we did play it. So we have to talk about it. We we played at Ole Miss. Wait a minute. We played Ole Miss? I don't know. I, don't, yeah. I, oh. I have no recollection. <laughs> <laughs> when was that? It's a, it's the, a very, the regional last it's year. It's a very Super good regional. point. Well, we were at a bar, so who knows? <laughs> um, but, yeah, Ole yeah, Miss on March the 7th. Uh, lost this game 11-5. to five. There were some bright spots. Dickerson went 2-4. for four. Edsel 2-5. for five. Only three more total hits for the entire Golden Eagle lineup. Uh, these, you know, we, everybody knows we got to start hitting the ball, right? Um, we had one big inning that uh, gave us a little hope. Yep. Um, it just, just couldn't hang on to it. Peto hit a homer, a yep. long no doubter to right field. Uh, Southern Miss was down eight to one. Everybody, I, I was just, I was this close to turning off the TV, and then we got it going on the sixth inning, scored four runs and batted around, and had a chance to do even more uh, with, with Wilkes up, who's probably our best hitter up until this point in the season. Came up with the bases loaded. And in true Southern Miss fashion, just the, the way the beginning of the season has gone so far, we get the bases loaded and damn it, you know, <laughs> we get like a three hopper back to the mound, double play, inning over, air out of the balloon, dagger in my heart. Um, it was, it was, you know, it, I don't know how you were feeling at that point, but I was like, you know what, we're back in it. We're going to do this thing to heck with Ole Miss. Yeah. And then that happens. You're yeah. going, oh. right? Yeah, it was uh... – it's a feeling that I do not like to have very often. I mean, and it's Ole Miss, you know. I mean, they're they're a great team. I'll give it to them, man. They've got a great team. But we had a chance to, I thought, at that point in time, to come back and do something special. But it didn't work out that time. We'll see them again, um, you know, get another, get another shot at them. No doubt. Um, but, you know, talking about that bases loaded thing, I mean, we, we've – 
come to see it be a you know when I, I don't like to see us load the bases really anymore. I mean it's it's become what I've called a curse. You know you get those bases loaded, especially when it's bases loaded and no outs. I mean that's uh, it's something that it's just a weird thing you just don't like to see anymore because it just never works out for us. Yeah, the great thing is we got the bases loaded, yeah. and the bad thing is we have the bases loaded. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, in this game, uh, Coach Barry throws eight pitchers. Colby Allen started the game with two innings. Chandler Dawson came in. Tyler Martin came in and gave up three runs. Rhodes didn't have it. He came in, faced eight batters, three hits, and two runs. Monastery looked all right. You know, he's yeah. going to be a superstar for us before it's all said and done. Gave us an inning. Lots of potential. Yeah, Trey Ann didn't have it. Retired nobody. He faced three batters. And then Cross Siv- Sively comes in. Looks great. <laughs> so, it, 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 as the season starts to shape out, you always kind of learn about your team, and nobody knew who was going to be our first out of the pen. We had a pretty good idea who the starters are going to be as far as the rotation. Still not sure who the midweek guy is going to be with Oldham's shoulder situation. But Cross is starting to become that guy that, uh, the, the, like, one of the first ones that I look for um, out of the bullpen when the starter when the starter first comes out. Yep. He's, he's definitely setting himself out right now. I mean, looking good. Yeah. And so there's really two things that we're dealing with, uh, young pitching and then lineup production. Um, we're having some good outings, but overall the pitching has been feast or famine, which, hey, look, we lost nine pitchers, six to the draft. Yep. So, well, you know, I, I keep reminding people, you know, think about think about these pitchers in two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, even next year. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's young guys. So, you know, we like you said, we lost a lot, but we've gained a lot too. It's just, uh, you know, getting them, getting them up to where they need to be. Yeah, so, you know, hitting has got to start producing with runners in scoring position, obviously. That's the concern. Yeah, and that, but that will lead us to, I mean, so we lost that game. And then we're like, well, that's fine. That's just a midweek, you know, in air quotes. For everybody that's about to rip me on Twitter, air quotes. Just a <laughs> midweek. I thought it was a funny tweet by Southern Miss Baseball. A lot of people didn't like it, but hey, like, whatever. We lost. Get over it. Um, that brings us to a three-game set with Valparaiso. Valparaiso is out of Indiana, kind of known for their basketball. We yeah. hope we had Tanner Hall going on Friday night. And even though Tanner hadn't been himself, you always feel pretty good when Tanner's on the map. It's, it's, it's kind of like back in the day with, with, with Greg Maddox yeah. and the Braves. Like he might have his B game, but his B game is pretty much usually good enough, right? got to feel good, right. And after coming off of that loss to Ole Miss, we needed something good to happen. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, the weather was good. The crowd was good. Um, the drinks were good. The camaraderie was good. Oh, um, every Everything outside of effort uh, was pretty good. Um, and I'm not going to include Tanner Hall in that effort thing because I thought he did okay. Um, they lost this game 6-1. to one. It just started off rocky, man, from the first batter up to bat in the first inning. I mean, it's just, you know. One of those things we just—they just started off hot. Yeah, and the, look, the fans are getting restless, right? Um, I'm not sure if expectations were uh, where they should be at the beginning of the season. I mean, we were getting—I was getting messages left and right. You know, man, you guys are—you know—you guys are going to take it to Omaha this year and win it all. I'm like, hey, you know, I hope so. But we do—we did lose like our entire staff just about. So that's uh, that's that can't be easy to to um, to to run it back. That way, but anyway, and my whole hundred home run prediction is looking pretty like, idiotic at the moment. Um, but you know, so we lose this game six to one. And look, for all the talk about pitching, one run isn't going to win you anything, right? 
Uh, last year, two runs might have won you in a Tanner Hall game. Um, but, you know, not getting anybody in with the bases loaded, less than two outs, ain't going to win you a lot of games. It was two-to-one game until the seventh inning. Then Valpo hit a granny. That was a bomb, too. And it immediately – it was right after a – well, I thought it was strike three. Controversial, for sure. We looked at it on replay from our phones out in the roost, and I think it was a little bit outside. Uh, in real time, it looked like it was a 2-2 strikeout inning over. We were still down 2-1. to one. He said he had to go th- throw one more pitch, and that was a fastball, and he hit it a mile. Yeah. Um, so then it was 6-1, to one, and it ended up being the final That was a nail score. in the coffin, yeah. for sure. Um, takes away any hope at that point. Nobody with multiple hits. Lynch did hit a double. Edsel knocked in a run. That was pretty much it offensively. We had some balls right at him. Um, some of those Adam balls. Look, uh, we were hitting the ball hard. It was just, it was just right to their glove. And, and, and maybe last year with, with the staff that was so good, if one of those balls fall and we get a double out of it, we probably win the game, right? This year we have to have a, a few more of those balls fall because we just it, the pitching is just, it's not going to be as good. Yeah. It, it, maybe not this year. Uh, as the season goes, it's still good. And when I say the pitching is not good, I'm not saying not good like they suck. I'm saying, like, we've had two historical years of, like, top five pitching stats in the entire nation. Yep. So now we're just merely above average. So just merely being above average for Southern Miss fans seems like it's a drop-off. But still it's pretty damn good, right? Yep. So, you know, expectations are high. Yeah. Um, and, and, and outside of that grand slam that Billy Oldham gave up, he looked good. <laughs> you know, he, he was actually throwing so. the ball harder than, Tan- than, than, so. than Tanner was. So that was okay. Um, but it was two losses in a row, and we were reeling. I was probably hard to deal with at the house for my family. <laughs> well, for, let me, first of all, uh-huh. who, who knew Valparaiso had a baseball team? I mean, and not a bad one at that. I did. <laughs> and they're the Beacons. The Beacons. Which apparently has changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, – the Crusaders. They used to be the Crusaders, but were the Crusaders. For, for religious regions reasons, they um, they were changed to the Beacons. Yeah, which so, is you know not trying to light. get into a religious thing here, but I don't know. There still seem teams called the Crusaders. There's yeah. two of them in Hattiesburg. Whatever. There you they're, go. They're the Beacons now, which is a lighthouse, I think. Yeah, yeah. I guess beam a, of light. A beam of light. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I guess Beacon sounds better than the beam of lights. <laughs> Anyway, we lost that game. The beam of lights had us, had our number that game. For sure. So then we go to game two, Saturday, March the 11th. We won this game. Yay, 8-3. to three. Uh, Didn't start off great again. Very first inning, Valpo scores two more. They were just tearing the cover off the ball. Every well, pitch that Matt Adams threw hit a barrel. It was almost a direct ditto copy of Friday <laughs> night, how they started off. Two runs in the first inning. I mean, I was like, are we going to go through this again? But yeah. thankfully, you know, we, we pulled out of it. Yeah, that was no good. Um, yeah, after after that first inning, Matt Adams settled down and dealt. Yeah, um, seven innings, seven, seven innings pitched, seven hits, seven Ks, three earned runs, and then that guy again crossively comes in and closes the door. Two innings pitched, three Ks, and nothing else. Uh, he came in, faced six batters, got them all out. Ball game. That's what your closer is supposed to do. Maybe maybe he ends up in that role. It's probably going to be a closer by committee this year because storms look great too. Yeah, you know, so we've got people that can come in, and maybe that's even better as far as the other team. When if you're scouting Southern Miss, you can't really say, "Well, here's the who they're going to go to at the end," because like they don't know, we don't know, <laughs> people yeah. in the roost don't know. <laughs> but 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 it seems like we're to our advantage. Kind of, yeah, kind of getting it done. 
Um, Dustin Dickerson had himself a day, two for five with a bomb, you know. Some people say he couldn't hit dingers, but that was and that, that was not a fence scraper either. That was like to left – it was it was more towards center than it was left center. An absolute rocket. I realized the wind was blowing out. Wind's always blowing out at the peak. <laughs> so yeah. it's very rare that the wind's not blowing out at the peak, but it was a, it was a laser beam that, that got – uh, they got over and and that was a, a, a three run homer. So so one was uh it's just a sidebar question, but when was his last home run? Mm. Do you know? It's, I I read somewhere this weekend it's been three hundred and some odd at bats since his last homer. He has hit home runs at Sutter Miss before, has he not? I think so, but it's been a little while. This is something we probably should have researched <laughs> right, beforehand. Just, Thanks for bringing it up. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he had a double as well during this game. Um, Sutter Miss was down three to nothing when 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 Dustin hit that too. So to hit a three run shot down three to nothing, huge jolt for USM offensively. Um, huge jolt for the crowd in general. We needed that. Um, then we added a run in the seventh on a Slade Wilkes triple, and four more in the eighth inning on a Lynch uh, two run homer. And an Edsel triple and a wild pitch. So uh, had a lot of stuff happening in that inning and scored a bunch more runs. Christopher Sargent, everybody knows he's down. Everybody knows he's trying. The whole world can see that he's pressing a little bit. Need this guy back. So he goes two for four. We need him to become his old self in a, in a bad way. And it looks like he's inching his way there. So that was good. Uh, Creek Robertson had a good day. Two for three with two runs scored. So, Coop, we, we win that game, right? So yes, we lost we the Ole Miss game. We lost the first of the Valpo series. And we're thinking that the sky's falling. Even the record's still okay, and we've played a lot of good teams. But uh, heading into Sunday, what, what were your thoughts? Heading into Sunday, you know, my thoughts were rain. It was uh, wet. Yeah. Uh, were we going to play or not? You know, that was my mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah. Could we could we get a big enough window to, to squeeze it in? You know, they, they, they announced on Friday that we're, we're bumping up the game to 11 p.m., I mean, 11 a.m. from from 1 p.m. Yeah. to try to beat the rain, yeah. and then you know the rain came out early. So I'm sitting out there, uh, <laughs> you know, watching them, watching the rain fall at the at the roost. Uh, me and one other guy. Uh, but no, it was uh, that was my thoughts, you know. And and I, I thought I, I had a good gut feeling that we were going to play. I didn't know how many innings. I didn't know if we'd get five in, but I had a, a, a feeling if we could play that we we were going to. We were gonna, you know, get the win. So, which is what we did. You know, I know Valpo talking to several of their fans. They said that they were gonna, they were there for the long haul. They were, they were gonna wait it out, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what. Which is, you know, says a lot for them. So, yeah. So the game was scheduled for one o'clock, moved up to eleven o'clock because of the weather, and then we got started at two o'clock. So that makes sense. Um, perfect, perfect, perfectly done. Um, and and. So Sutter Miss scored in the in the first inning this time. The previous two games of the Valpo series, uh, Valparaiso had scored two in the first inning. This game it was Sutter Miss scoring two in the first inning, which is way more fun. Yeah, for me. turned it around on them. Um, Slade Wilkes hit a homer, scoring Dickerson. Uh, Valpo gets one in the third inning to cut it to two to one, but then in the bottom half of that inning, Sutter Miss scores two to make the score four to one. Uh, then it remained scoreless and on both sides until the seventh inning where the Eagles scored two more, then five more in the eighth, really poured it on. So it's 11-1. to one. Coop's already mentioned the rain. We're headed into the ninth. The rain never stopped. The rain, no. like, got a little more slack every now and then. And then there are some times where I'm like, you know, if it gets 
any more harder raining than it is right now, they're going to call the game. So we had the lead the whole time. We were kind of cool with it. But we're wet, even though we had the tent. You know, it was just a miserable day. The wind's blowing. And um, and and so then we head to the ninth inning, 11-1. to 1. We're like, all right, let's just get this damn thing over with. Well, then it lasted a while. We give up four more runs. Yeah, <laughs> we <gonna> didn't exactly <laughs> – Close the door shut. You know? Yeah, yeah. Did, did, did not did not slam the door shut. Yeah. for for sure. Um, just prolonging the wetness. Uh, Eagles end up with eight hits, six of which came from the top three in the order: Edsel, Dickerson, and Wilkes, all with two hits each. They hit one, two, three in the lineup. Um, but the, I thought the big difference was the Golden Eagles put the ball in play all day long, um, and Valpo did not. Sutter Miss struck out just five times offensively. But Sutter Miss struck out Valparaiso 14 times. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big thing, man. No matter if you're playing Little League or college ball or Major League ball or whatever, just you, if you put the ball in play, something can happen, especially on a wet field. You know, oh, just absolutely. put it in play yeah. and see what happens. And 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 props to all the um, the fans that were sitting through the whole the whole game. I mean, yeah. there, there was there were there were it was not a full stadium by any means, but there were plenty of fans sitting up there in the rain, just like us sitting out there in the rain, just yeah. sort of braving. And I we we. Just a little sidebar again. Yesterday, the conversation with some people, and it's like, you know, the end of the year, say we do make it to postseason and regionals again, and everybody's, you know, wanting tickets. Say, well, you know, one of the qualifiers should be, were, were you at these games, you know, when it was raining back yeah. in early March? Did you go to those games? Yeah. Oh, you didn't? Okay, well, we have priority now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, one, the ones that make those games should have priority tickets. So. That's the third caveat. And it's the third, the third check, uh, box you have to check. Like, are you a season ticket holder? Yes. Are you an Eagle Club member? Yes. Uh, are you a Dugger Club member? Yes. Did you go to those games in the rain and freeze your ass off? <laughs> oh, well, sorry, dude. Yeah. Yep. Bottom <laughs> of the list. <laughs> no doubt. Um, Nico Mazza got to start for the Eagles. Seven innings. He's looked great. Uh, seven innings pitch, three hits, one run, two walks, and 11 Ks. That's like a Tanner Hall type line. Matt Adams said one of those last week. Um, Justin Storm got an inning in. He threw a clean eighth, got a strikeout. Tyler Martin came in to close it out. He just didn't have it. He's got some of the best stuff in the world, man. And Oz is going to get that guy wrangled in. Yeah, right. He's going to be incredible. Give him time. Uh, and he has looked good at times this year. Yesterday just wasn't one of those times. He gave up four runs as we just sat out there in the rain. Uh, then they brought in Nick Monastere, and he got the final out. So I was going to ask you this. A couple questions about this season so far, because that's uh, until we play our next game, we're we're done. So, well, when is that? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Okay. Well, so before that game, who's your MVP so far this season? Man, you know, I know it's early, especially, and and I'm going, you know, obviously with this weekend included. um, I'm going with Dusty, man. Yeah, Uh, you know, I I I think he's just an all-around player, and he he brings a special intensity out there on the field every game. Mm-hmm. He has this, this intensity around him and, and, and hitting that dinger this weekend to basically win the game for us. I mean, he's, uh, he's my guy right now. So Yeah. No, I, I think he's the best player on the team. Uh, and c- coming in right behind him, some people think you might go Slade. Some people have said just you know, storms look good. But I, I, behind him, I'm going Black Johnson. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, without – I mean, Black doesn't get credit, doesn't get enough credit, I don't think, for the arm that he has. Behind Seeing the that arm this weekend, a couple of plays that were made from from I mean, guys, home plate. Yeah, the, the, the runners will get like a seven-step jump. I'm right. like, I don't even know why he's throwing it, and he gets them by a half step <laughs> all the time. It's so nice to watch, though. It's so pretty. 
And offensively, he's he's a good player. So yeah, between those two guys, you can't go wrong. Um, and Slade Wilkes, another guy. Yeah, uh, is just tearing the cover off the ball this year. Just keep so. it coming, Slade. Yeah, so it, it's nice to be able to mention to like go that far down the list and still not mention like a Peto, right, or a Sergeant, or an Etzel, right, or even like a Tate Parker, because that means that those guys are still going to get better and, and turn it around, and 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 we'll end up leading this team. All right, uh, in right. some form or fashion, but it's nice to know while they're, in, you know, specifically, uh, Sarge, and Peto, while they're in just kind so, of a funk right now, we got some guys holding it up. On that on that note, what what are your thoughts on on sitting Peto on Sunday's game until the final inning? Yeah, that wouldn't have been fun for me if I was Peto. <laughs> Sit the entire game and watch it rain. Your team's winning, and then when it's raining the hardest right there at the right. end, you get to come in and play right field. But that, look, he's a big boy. You know, yep. and like he's one of the most talented players that I can remember. Five tool guy, right? He can run. We had him lead off last year a bunch. Right. Um, uh, he's great in the outfield. He's got a hose. He already threw a guy out at home plate this year. Just a laser beam thrown in from right field. Uh, that being said, look, this is Division One, and we're a top twenty team. So it's some you've got somebody behind you that's, that's just as deserving. Um, it's probably not easy. It's nothing personal. Right. It's it's uh, not like he's going to sit the rest of the year. Right? Uh, he's no. not getting Wally pipped here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it would suck for him. But I, I think he would tell you, like, yeah, I've got to do better. Yeah. So And sometimes it just takes a little shake-up every once in a while just to, you know, change the lineup a little bit, put Reese out there and write and see, you know, for a game or two and then see where we go from there. All right. Who's your newcomer of the year? We've thrown out a bunch of names so far, but newcomer of the year, who you got? Man, you know – I know, I know Tate had a little hamstring issues going on, but I really like him at the plate. Yeah. I, like, I like his his energy, too, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, he's a battler. Yeah. Um, I like what he does in the field, but I like what he does at the plate as well. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going with, with Tate. Tate's a good one. I got to go Matthew Etzel. He looks like a major leaguer. Yeah. <laughs> in, oh, he in, is in a major leaguer. leaguer. That's no <laughs> doubt. Know, he looks like a major league player. <laughs> There's no uh, doubt. And I don't think we've seen him do as good as he, as he can, but if nothing but just defensively and then just having that uh, – that adding an extra element on the base paths yeah. uh, will we'll keep him in there. He's so fast, man. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he gets does the balls things. that it doesn't look like he's running fast, and he's just waiting on it. Where I, I, off the bat, I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, he's just sitting there waiting on it. Cool. Just, just seeing him go, make those bases, it's just it's yeah, fun to watch. And honorable mention in that, I, I could also throw in um, Nick Monastere, and we hadn't seen a whole lot of him yet, but he's, he's got a little bit of that that edge to him when he gets out. And then Creek Robertson was here last year, but we didn't see him play a whole lot. He was yeah. red-shirted. Yeah. We didn't see him play at all. So, he's, having, uh, he's having a good year. So God, I like him. Yeah. I can't tell if it's yeah. him or Dusty up the bat a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, the way I they get... walk around with that shift and stuff, I'm like, wait, wait. Yeah. From oh. our perspective, too, I get them mixed up a lot when they're yeah. out there, and especially when they're batting. Man, yeah. is that, that DD? Or... Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they do. They, they walk the same. They, they have the same type of um, – no doubt. Um, so, and the polls are. I tried to update the polls this morning, but I don't think they're. This is early, so I don't think they they woke up to do the polls yet. Yeah. Uh, but last week we were at number. I think I think Baseball America was updated. It was. So yeah, we're number we twenty five now. Yeah. Uh, NCBWA hadn't seen it updated in a couple of weeks. D one baseball. I think we're still at twenty two. USA Today coaches twenty four. College Baseball Nation number thirty two. Uh, but we hadn't updated the the Warren Nolan RPI or the RPI from the Warren Nolan site uh, so far this year, so I threw that in there. 
Uh, Southern Miss RPI sitting at 21 right now with a with a strength of schedule at four. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that RPI was actually down five points from last week. So uh, the schedule is going to be tough. We've talked about it already, but it, this is the type of year when the schedule came out. Was a, wow, that's you know like half of the games that we play are going to be against teams that are in the tournament last year. So uh, that's a tough schedule. We've hung in there, right? And we're hey, we're, you know, I mean, I I, I I can't complain with where we are right now. Looking at our schedule and look at some of these other teams that are, you know, have a lot more wins than we do right now. Like, well, who have you played so far? Mm-hmm. You know, right? Which is where that strength schedule comes in, right? And that RPI, it's all factored in. So uh, to, to be sitting there in the top twenty-five, as far as that goes, that's huge. And top ten schedule, it's even better. So. Uh, speaking of the schedule, next up for the Golden Eagles at Southeastern Louisiana on Tuesday, March the 14th at 6 p.m. So kind of the same time as the basketball is going on. And you just hear me say Southeastern Louisiana, and you might think it's a throwaway. Well, it's not. They're good. They're 11-5 and five on the year. They just took two out of three from number 11 Auburn on the road. So they can play. Okay? Yeah, and we're playing at their house. So, you know. At their house. They want nothing more than to beat our ass. Um, who we're gonna throw? I don't know. <laughs> At this point, I don't. I don't know. Uh, but hopefully, if somebody's just gonna just throw strikes right, and right. see what happens. And then after that, it doesn't get any easier again. Then we go to Texas State out in San Marcos. Yep, that's our first series as members of the Sun Belt, and uh, they had a lot of homers. Um, they are ten and five, just like Southern Miss this year. But they have already hit thirty six home runs in the season. We fit some home runs. We fit twelve. Texas State's at 36. That's just – I don't care who you've played. I don't care if you've played a lot of Jucos or something, right? 36. 36. That's just a lot. That's a lot. In, a, in 15 games. 15 games? Gosh, that's two per – more than two per game. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. So, yeah, the schedule doesn't get any easier. Hopefully those two wins we had in a row versus Valpo kind of springboard us forward. Um, in softball action, we had a few games this week. They normally play a lot more than the, than the guys. This week, they played the same number as the guys. So, we'll fly through these real quick. Do you want to take us through the softball? Sure. Yeah, man. Uh, doubleheader, Jackson State at JSU on, on March the 7th. Uh, first first game, um, ladies, Lady Eagles came out hitting. Uh, Tigers 12-8, but lose by, well, by one run, 65. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, um, it was a disappointing loss. I didn't get to see it, but I did see the highlights of it. Sloppy game. Uh, each team made three errors. Uh, so, you know, it's hard to, hard to win games making errors like that. Uh, five Lady Eagles with two hits. Carolyn Worrell. Worrell? Did you say Worrell or Worrell? We're going Worrell. I say Worrell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neely McManus, Alex Dittmer, Laura Agron, and uh, Hannah Borden. Uh, Morgan Linestock has had better days, of course, uh, in the circle four. Uh, gave up three hits, three runs, one earned run, three uh, base on balls, and nine strikes, strikeouts. Um, Morgan Linestock. Uh, Jane Lee came in after and didn't fare, didn't, wasn't any better. Um, five hits, three runs, two earned runs, no base on balls. Uh, first loss to JSU since 2015, so it's been eight years since we've lost to JSU. I didn't realize that. Yep. Okay. Uh, so we got the hits. Um, you know, got a, got a lot of hits in this one, but uh, um, 11 hits off their starter, Takia Hill. 
that's Dakia. Uh, but errors and wild pitches uh, ultimately did us, did us in in that first game. Game two comes out. Uh, didn't look great in the beginning. Uh, JSU scored one in the bottom of the first. Uh, led one nothing through three innings. Of course, Lady Eagles got got it going, got hot in the fourth. They scored two there, three in the fifth, one in the sixth, and three in the seventh to uh, take it nine to three, splitting the doubleheader. It was a good bounce back after that first game. Um, Natalie Taylor hit a three-run shot in the fifth. Borden also hit a home run in the sixth. Ended back in the ended the back half uh, of the doubleheader, going two to four, two and four with an RBI and a run scored. Uh, Paris Ferguson went two for four with two RBIs. Paige Kilgore got the start. She goes uh, 3.1, six hits, three earned runs, three Ks, and three base on balls. Uh, Morgan Linestock again goes the rest of the way. Uh, she gave up a hit, two, ball, two walks, five Ks, and zero earned runs. She's credited with the wins, uh, moving her to eight and four on the season. Uh, well, that's, uh, that's how they do it. I mean, it's, it's interesting how Coach Poole uh, works the pitching staff sometimes with, with with line stock throwing like half the game, essentially, you know, yeah. and coming in at the end. She throws a ton of innings for us. Half in the end, yeah. Yeah, Morgan line stock's the real deal. She's Her and Jana Lee are probably – this team's going to go as, about as far as those two can take. It's not that there's not any more contributors, but every week when we do all these highlights, those are the two names that pop up the most. So um, – Southeastern Louisiana lost this game seven to one. Southeastern is good, just like their baseball team. But like Southeastern softball might even be better for whatever reason. The state of Louisiana is a little bit better than than the state of Mississippi and and softball. I think it's because they got fat, fast pitch a few years ahead of us. Um, but yeah, Southeastern is good. They're nineteen and nineteen and five on the season. The dynamic duo of Linestock and Lee uh, didn't couldn't even win this one for the Golden Eagles. Linestock goes four and a third, seven hits, five runs, three earned. Five Ks and a walk. Generally, two point two innings pitched, four hits, two runs, one earned. There's a rain delay. Um, Lady Eagles just couldn't do enough. They were out hit eleven to four, made four errors. Did lead after two innings complete and one to nothing. But then Southeastern scores three in the third, two in the fifth, one in the sixth, and one in the seventh. So it just wasn't a good day. Um, Sila. Yeah. Uh, next up for the Lady Eagles. They play Ole Miss on Wednesday, March 15th in Hattiesburg. Game starts at 5 o'clock. Make sure you make that one. Yeah, that's a, that's a talked-about game, too. It should be a good crowd for that game. And after that, it doesn't get any easier for them either. Uh, getting into this, the, the Raging Cajuns, man, they're, they're the, the the class of the league in softball. Uh, but we do have them coming to Hattiesburg, March 17th, 18th, and 19th. Uh, tough stretch coming up for the ladies. Uh, they, they, you know, we've it's a, it's a much hotter start than I think anybody thought we were going to have to the season. That being said, uh, buckle up for baseball and for softball because it's, it's not going to get any easier in this Sun Belt schedule. In the mailbag this week, uh, we did have uh, a few emails sent in, uh, and one of which was I think we filled another spot for the tournament, so now there's only two teams remaining. If you want one of those last two spots, you got to call. You know, um, it, it's probably going to be filled within a week or so. So. Uh, the tournament is still a little ways out, April 21st and 22nd out of Timberton. But if you want in, um, hit us with an email or text me if you know me, whatever. Just let us know you want to do this thing so we can go ahead and get this, get all the teams straight, and uh, and 
and, and get it going. Um, Always a fun time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really fun. It's it's a great time. In other Southern Miss and related news, uh, for his efforts last week, we we said this earlier that, that he had a good game last week, but for his efforts last week, Matt Adams was named Sunbelt Pitcher of the Week. He struck out 11 batters in seven and a third versus Dallas Baptist. And if he did that, it seems like Nico had the exact same stats this week, so maybe Nico would get Sunbelt Pitcher of the Week next that'd, week. That'd be, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. Every Saturday one time and your Sunday the next time. I don't know. Hopefully that happens. Dominique Davis joined the Thousand Points Club at Southern Miss. Very good for her. It's not easy to do. Not a whole lot of people have ever done it. So, uh, yeah, she's, she's one of the best we've ever had. So it's nice to see her get a little recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, football tickets are on sale now. If you are, if you if you get those emails like I do, oh yeah, um, you know that you can go ahead and you can set up a payment plan. And they're doing always six do. months right now. Uh, yeah, you know, I think there's just a couple more weeks left before they. Pull that down to yeah, a lot less. So hit up the ticket office. Uh, our boy Tyler Cochran over there always helps me out. So you can do that. And as it's, it's far as setting up the payment plan, man, it just softens the blow for me. <laughs> we're going to do it, right? Yeah. Uh, and we're going to do it every year. And it seems like like right when you pay for one, like the email comes for the next season. Just go ahead and start doing that payment yeah. plan. I wish they'd do a payment plan for the entire year. Just well, like, hey, you're going to spend this on basketball, baseball, football, and whatever else you do. Just put it into a monthly. I am totally on board. I actually proposed that to him uh, back in the fall. You know, all my season tickets. Put let's just lump them all together: basketball, yeah. baseball, football, and then just give, give me a twelve-month payment plan. Yeah. You know, just pay it on year round. It's like a you know a membership. <laughs> right. Yeah. Set of miss membership. Yeah. That's what I need. Hell, I should be like the founding member of that bastard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, hit up the ticket office and, and get those tickets ordered. Uh, in other news, Southern Miss head basketball coach Jay Ladner has been named a finalist for the Hugh Durham National Coach of the Year Award. That's great. Yeah, this goes to the top mid-major coach in college basketball. Not really a huge fan of the word mid-major or anything like that. But anyway, like as long as Coach Ladner is getting some sort of recognition, I guess it's good to go ahead and talk about it on here because there is no one more deserving of an honor than it is than Jay Ladner with what he's done with taking a seven-win team to – Whatever we ended up with, like 24, 25. 25 wins. So yep. That's a lot. Um, also, not, not directly said or missed news, but Hattiesburg High won the Class 5A basketball title. That's right down the road. Basketball is getting a little bit better inside the, the, the confines of Reed Green Coliseum. And now, well, like six blocks down the road, <laughs> yeah. we got some good players. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with, with – I don't know if we're recruiting any of those guys, or but it's nice to see that, that um, the basketball is kind of coming back, not only – uh, collegiately are in Hattiesburg, but um, at the high school level as well. Yeah. Uh, Southern Miss has released a new clothing line co-branded with Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Yeah, they've really got some sweet, some sweet merch over there. Yeah, We're you looking and at I this weekend. Yeah. For a little bit. Uh, they had they had some hats. They had a chair. They had like an Adirondack chair that I probably could never afford. Um, but it was yeah. <laughs> some cool stuff. And that's, you know... Uh, Teaming up with with Margaritaville is really neat. No matter where you come out on that side of the Jimmy Buffett thing, but I'm a huge Buffett fan, and I think that we probably benefit a whole lot more from this than he does using yeah. us. Right, so, right. You know, it's nice. To, it's nice to have. And as far as I know, we're the only one that has it. Right. So that's as far as I cool. know, yep. Man, this is we're, this is bringing us to the very end of this thing. Um, and Coop, thank you so much for. Sitting in and pinch hitting for Pilo 
so before we get to the very end of the show, man, what, what, what's uh, what's it been like for you stepping in here? Um, did it kind of get? Well, you've been on the show a few times before. Yeah. But uh, did did uh, how do you think this is going? Today, uh-huh. man, I tell you, um, I ran out of coffee early, and I, I'm to see you've got the big <laughs> Yeti over there, so you came more prepared in that respect than I did. But yeah. no, I've enjoyed it, man. Thanks for for having me. And you know, I'll step in anytime I can. I've I've, I've yeah. been around this show for how many years now, so it's always fun, this especially being seventh year. Yeah, I mean, doing it in a early morning bar. I mean, that's that's something special, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's been fun, dude. I. I'll do it uh, whenever I can. Yeah, it wasn't real hard to. I didn't have to twist your arm. Like, hey, man, do you, yeah, where's it going to be? The bar. Okay. Just, that was pretty much it. Uh, that um, was good. Speaking of the bar, man, we are brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event. Have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. $9.95 plate lunches that Slade talked about earlier. Available Monday through Friday. These are home style plate lunches. And don't forget to tag us on social when you go by there. A pick, a tag, and a 4th Street check-in gets you a shout-out. Looking forward to seeing some of those. Speaking of shout-outs, first of all, I, I would like to give a shout-out uh, to, um, you know what, Slade. Open it up. We didn't have anywhere to do the show. <laughs> like, Very true. Like 30 minutes before we were going to cut it. So uh, we That's didn't have anywhere. For you. And, and I called Slade, and he said, just do it at the bar. I was like, that sounds a great, like a great idea. We should probably do that. And so here we are. So... Shout out to Slade. Shout out to the baseball team, man, for just for picking us up. Right, we're I was in a bad spot. <laughs> yeah, and Friday um, night was not good. Yeah, Friday was bad, and and the baseball even through the rain and stuff they picked us up. So, yeah, shout out to um, shout out to Slade and shout out to the Southern Miss baseball team. Yeah, I guess I'll go. Uh, I think I've mentioned this already, but shout out to the fans that showed up yesterday. You know, that, through the, the the rain, the weather, the cold. Um, you know, of course, we were out there, but there was there were several sitting up there in the stands. We, we had the benefit of the tent, of mm-hmm. course, to, and the trees out there in the roost. But uh, all those guys in the stands did not, and they sit up there the whole game. So, you know, shout out to those guys. Yeah. Final shout out to Pilo, Patrick. Um, there's an ointment. Yeah. There's an ointment that they make, and you can just rub it right on there. And you. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think so, it's called Preparation H. Ooh. <laughs> This episode brought Good to you by Fourth Street Bar and Preparation H. We're just kidding with you, buddy. But look, when you miss, this is what happened. This happened to me. It's probably gonna happen to me again. Like when I go out, so you know, I can take it. Anyway, now nah, I hope I hope you guys have a great uh, trip out there on sailing the seven seas or the Caribbean. Or I don't know how many seas is that. At least a couple seas. They're going to have a good time. More than Might one. see Slade in Mexico, apparently. Everybody's going to Mexico but us. Yeah. You know that is? Oh, man. Hell. And, you know, we scheduled a trip, uh, Katie, Jack, and I, and we're going just to Gulfport. But we're staying at a, at a, at a resort that has a water park, and it's going to be, like, in the 30s. So, yeah. well, sweet. Know, ice baths are all the rage these yeah. days. Yeah. So. You can't keep a six-year-old out of water. I don't care how damn cold it is. Anyway, dude, uh, it's been fun. Um Thanks for doing it again, and, and and you guys, thank you for listening in today, where where whatever day you might have listened in, and whichever platform you chose to listen in on. Remember, you can follow me at Bumper J Bailey. You can follow Patrick at P Lowry. Cooper, think you're on Twitter. Yep, Coop Nuts at Coop Nuts at Coop Nuts. That's awesome. Uh, you can follow us on all the social at to the top talk, and don't forget about the mailbag to the top talk at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. 
Tell somebody to the top today, and as always, Southern Miss to the top. top. Where's the Bloody Mary? Talk. <laughs>